what haunts you today. I want to try to the best of my ability and with the help of the Lord to bring wisdom and courage to those who are facing personal darkness. Now, this message might not be for everybody, but put it up on the shelf. Because just as sure as you are alive, you're going to need this word today. But what are you facing? What's your personal darkness? I did not say that you were not saved. I did not say that you were not delivered. I did not say that you were not on your way to heaven. I just want to deal today with your personal darkness. What haunts you today? When you look at the word haunt, it just simply means to visit often, to continually seek the company of. It means to stay around. It means to persist. It means to linger. Do you ever feel like your life is haunted? <laughs> like something unresolved have come to visit you? Do you ever feel like something is wandering in the hallways of your heart and mind? A present that is not quite a presence? Let me give you some examples of what I'm asking you about here today. Can I take my time and preach? Have you ever had the same dream over and over again? Have you ever had the same images appear in your dreams? What is that dream or image? What does it want from you? Why do you think it won't go away? Do you ever replay in your head particular events or experience wishing you could go back and redo or undo what happened or what you said or did? It's as if our past has been raised, is alive and ever present. Do you sometimes feel like guilt? Regret or disappointment are always lurking close by, tracking and following you. No matter what you do or how long it's been, you just can't get past the feeling. What thoughts never go away? Even when you're not thinking them, they just show up uninvited and unwanted. What memories would you like to erase or delete? You want to forget them, have tried to forget them, but they are always there. They won't let themselves be deleted. Oh, God going to do something in here today. Because I wonder, I just wonder, what haunts you today? I think we all have those kind of thoughts, 
feelings, memories, dreams, and experiences that keep showing up. I'm not talking to y'all that's gone to heaven already and come back. I want to talk. I want to talk to some real people here, uh, uh, some real people here today. It seems like they keep showing up, asking to be acknowledged and wanting to be dealt with. No matter how many times we let go of them, they won't let go of us. And I wonder if that's what's going on with Herod in today's text. I wonder if he was just a haunted man. Because the text says that when Herod heard about Jesus and told his disciples and the power. He said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised from the dead. Now, that, that's how Mark, the writer, puts it. But, but that kind of sound uh, 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 too calm for me. Because I think that Mark has cleaned it up just a little bit. Because I can only imagine that it was more like, oh no, he's back. I thought I was done with that locust eater. Why won't he just let me be? You see, Harold lived a life of gross sin, immorality, and murder, including the murder of God's prophet John the Baptist. Herod had a guilty conscience because of several illegal acts. He had a prison, he had imprisoned a just and innocent man, John. The Baptist, because John had been preaching against the kind of life Herod was living. And so then you add to that Jesus' deeds of power, calming the stormy sea, casting out demons, healing the hemorrhaging woman, raising Jairus' daughter. Now it has confronted Herod with his own abuse of power and the beheading of John the baptizer. He killed the truth teller, but the truth John told just wouldn't die. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all missed that. I said he killed the truth teller. You know, some folk can't handle the truth. Don't breathe on your neighbor, but ask him, can you handle the truth? He killed the truth teller, but he could not kill the truth. And so, and so, and so, it won't leave Herod alone. Herod is a haunted man. He's a confused and conflicted man. This guilt burden caused Herod to suspect that Jesus was John 
coming back to life. Herod readily admitted his deed. He says, uh, it's the one that I beheaded. I know I killed that prophet. Come on here, somebody. But it is the one that I have beheaded. And so the confusion and conflict, however, are not between Herod and John. I don't want y'all to misunderstand that. That's not where the conflict is. That is not where the confusion is here today. It's not between Herod and and John. How how many of y'all know that the confusion and the conflict was simply with Herod. Uh, They're between Herod and himself. Something unresolved has come to visit Herod. Can I help y'all for a minute here? I said something unresolved has now come to visit with him. You see, on the one hand, Herod knew that John was a righteous and holy man. And fact of the matter is he protected him. But then on the other hand, Herod feared John and the truth that he held up. And so on one hand, Herod liked to listen to John. But on the other hand, he was greatly perplexed by what he heard. And so I know what that conflict and the confusion I like. And I suspect that you do too. Because we all have our specters. In other words, uh, our ghosts. Y'all ain't going to help me here now. I know some of y'all said, I don't believe in ghosts. What's wrong with pastor here today? But can I tell you, we all have uh, our ghosts. Thank God for the ghost buster. Y'all ain't going to help me here. Which is... Uh, the Holy Ghost. And, uh, and, uh, and so we all have a ghost. My God, my God, that unresolved part of ourselves and our lives that come back to visit us. We all live a hunted lives. Let me help somebody here. And and just like Herod, we are usually hunted by what we have beheaded. Oh, my God. Help me, Jesus. I'm I'm, 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 I'm talking about uh, beheading as a metaphor, as uh, a comparison for the ways in which we deny, ignore, reject, and turn away from parts of ourselves and our lives. I'm talking about the ways in which uh, we cut off parts of ourselves and uh, and aspects of our lives instead of dealing with them. You ought to tell your neighbor, deal with it. I'm not going to preach long here today. Hallelujah. But the Holy Ghost says time to deal with it. You can't run from it. You can't hide from it. There are 
the parts of ourselves that we keep private and hidden not only from others, but mostly from ourselves. It might be something we've done. It might be something that we've said. It might be a relationship or past experience. It might be a personality trait. It might be behavior. It might be attitude. It might be thoughts, feelings, or fantasies. Sometimes there are things we are not even aware of until someone points them out. And when they do, we get mad. (laughs) We feel hurt. We feel betrayed. Ask your neighbor again, neighbor, can you handle the truth? We often call those cut off parts of our lives our shadow side. It's the dark side of who we are. Okay, how many of y'all know okay, how saved you look today and how sanctified you may feel? I stop back here to let you know you got a dark side. You got a dark side you've been hiding. You got a dark side you've been ignoring. You got a dark, come on, somebody help me preach here today. Uh, thank you, Jesus. It's the dark side of who we are. It's our shadow side. And it's not necessarily all bad. It's just that we don't recognize. We don't acknowledge and we don't deal with it. But here's the things we can never get away from our shadow. How many of y'all know it constantly haunts us? It won't let us go. Hmm. John, whom I beheaded, has been raised from the dead. Do you remember when you was a kid and trying to outrun or get away from your shadow? Let me tell y'all something. We didn't have Xboxes. We didn't have Playstations. We didn't come on here, somebody. We didn't go to family fun centers. We had to sneak and go to the bowling alley, let alone to the movie theater. And so part of our game, games that we played was running from your shadow. Come on here, somebody. That's the best we could do. And we stay out there all day long. And one thing I've observed about my shadow was my shadow was always bigger. Y'all ain't going to help me here. It was always bigger than I was. I said, boy, look how tall I am. Look how wide I am. Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. My shadow was always bigger than I was. And one thing I discovered, that guess what? You can't hide from your shadow. And then I noticed something about the shadow was that My shadow only appeared on a sunny day. Y'all ain't gonna help me here. And so one thing that I have discovered is that those shadow parts of our lives continue to visit us. And when they do, we usually fight even harder to push them aside. We think the things that haunt us are our enemies. But what if, just what if, just what if that's not true? 
Think about what haunts you today. What if, somebody say what if. What if the things that haunt us are not out to get us, but out to save us? What if, just what if, Diane, each haunting serves as a purpose? What if our huntings are information telling and showing us that something is wanting and needing to be dealt with? What if each hunting is asking us to stop, pay attention, and deal with what is really going on. What if, somebody say what if, each hunting presents an opportunity for healing, an opportunity for forgiveness, an opportunity for more wholeness, and being made new. You're trying to forget about it. You're trying to outrun it. But just maybe, what if our hauntings are nothing but holy visitations? Just what if God is trying to tell us something? What if Jesus is hidden in each of our hauntings? After all, when the disciples, you remember, when they saw Jesus walking on the sea, they thought what? He was a ghost. And the Bible said that they were what? Terrified. But how many of y'all know maybe your hauntings just might be a divine visitation? And maybe Jesus is walking on the sea of your life. I'm almost finished here now. Maybe he's telling you the same thing that he told those disciples on that day. Maybe he's trying to tell you that it is I. Hallelujah. Come on here, son. Maybe he's trying to tell you that you're not all alone. Maybe he's trying to tell you that You're not the only one experiencing what you are experiencing. Maybe he's telling you that it is uh, I. Maybe same be of uh, good cheer. Why? Because uh, it is uh, I. And yes, we have to face and uh, admit some things uh, about ourselves and while uh, uh, we have to deal with some difficult and painful stuff well uh, uh, yeah we'll have to uncover some uncomfortable truths am I in the house here today and uh, when we do my God you need to understand that we will become more real Aren't you tired of not being yourself? Y'all go ahead. 
Are you tired of being one way on a Monday and then another way on a Tuesday? Well, I stopped by here to tell all of us that when we allow God to just uncover, that God will make us real. And not only will God make us real, but God will make us whole. How many of y'all know that he wants us to be whole? He don't want us to be fragmented. But God wants us to be whole. And not only does God want us to be whole, but God wants us to be alive. You ought to be tired of being the walking dead. You're looking mighty good, but you're dead. You have no life in your life. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And ain't no need of you being saved and walking around the dead. But I don't know about you, but I'm going to enjoy my life. And somebody said, Pastor, you don't know what I've done. You said you don't know where I've been. You don't know about my past. Well, guess what? I really don't need to know what haunts you today. But I got a word. I don't want to preach too hard up in here. I said, but I got a word for you. That if we confess our sins, that God is faithful. Somebody ought to say God is faithful to forgive us of all of our sins. And not only will he forgive us, but God's going to do even more. Because the Bible says that he will cleanse us uh, from all unrighteousness. Uh, and so let me get ready to hurry close. Uh, because when I read that text, uh, maybe you don't quite understand it. Uh, but to forgive our sins, uh, it means that God forgives the guilt uh, of all our sins. Uh, some of y'all walking around here. Uh, and you're feeling guilty because of your past. But you ought to tell the devil. Come on, talk to the devil today. And tell the devil, I've been there. And I've done that. But that's my past. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God he forgive me of all my sins. I got to hurry up and close. But that means he forgive us of all of our unrighteousness. And so to forgive our sin, 
it means that God forgives our guilt. And I stop by here to let y'all know that I'm not guilty. Somebody ought to turn around and declare I'm not guilty. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. I'm no longer guilty to forgive our sins. It means that no more guilt that God justifies us. He counts the death of Christ as our punishment. He hung up for all of your hang-ups. He died for your past sins. He died for your present sins. He died for your future sins. He died. He bore my guilt. And when we believe in Jesus Christ and confess our sins, God counts it. God counts your belief. God counts your faith. He counts your confession as guilt. With Jesus born, we stand before God, no longer guilty of any of our sins. And he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. That just simply means that God cleanses us from all dirt. Tell your neighbor, I'm not dirty. You don't know that much about me. I'm not dirty. All of my righteousness has been forgiven. It means no more filth, no more pollution, no more contamination. Yes, not a single stain, not a single spot of sin remain on us we stand before God perfect but remember why it's because we believed in Jesus Christ do I have any believers do you believe he died they buried him but on the third day he got up from the grave if you believe it you're not dirty if you believe it tell your neighbor I smell good tell your neighbor I smell good it's not because of the millionaire cologne that I put on today is not because of your perfume but you smell good honey because if any man be in Christ they a new creature all things are passed away I feel like preaching all things have passed away and all things become as new the wise man said he covereth his sins if you cover them 
you won't prosper. But if you confess it and forsake them, God will have mercy. Somebody ought to tell the Lord, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Say yes. Because all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned our own way. But God, but God, but God laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by by his stripes somebody ought to declare I am healed Hunting you. What won't go away? What just won't go away? You don't even be thinking about it. And it'll show back up. Come on, somebody. I know I'm in the house. Come on here. You've been happy all week. And it'll just show up and just mess up your whole month. Y'all ain't got to back at me. It's like it's hunting you. You thought you was over it, but it keeps hunting you. Maybe, just maybe, and don't, 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 don't take my statement wrong. Because when God bring you out of Egypt, you ought to stay out of Egypt. But just maybe, it needs to hunt you. But the issue is not the hunting. Uh oh, here it is. The issue is not the haunting. The issue is 
how you respond. Come on here, somebody. Just how you respond. Things are going to haunt us forever. I don't care what nobody say. Just going to haunt us. There are some scars that we all have that won't go away. Anybody got a scar? All right. I don't need to know where it is. (laughs) But watch this. You have a scar. I I just want to show you and I'm finished. I'm finished. Oh, just now 12 o'clock, but I'm finished. (sighs) When you look at that scar, just think about it. When you look at that scar, automatically, your mind go back. Come on, y'all. You could give us detail when it happened, how it happened, almost what time of day it was, and what you had on. Got a scar right here on my back. Never will forget, I got it swinging from a tree sliding in. You know, we had canyons around our house. Some of y'all looked at me like monkey, monkey, swinging on the tree. I felt your spirit, but I ain't no monkey because you thought it. Like I said, we didn't have Xboxes and Playstations and basketball hoops in our driveway. We had to make up our games. So we finally went in the canyon, canyon and found a big tree tied a rope around it. We run down the hill. I remember like it was yesterday. To the end of the canyon and swing out over the canyon. We didn't we didn't have sense when we were kids. See, we had different no sense than kids nowadays, no sense. It's a huge difference in our not having sense. And we swing out way out over the canyon. And the only way to come back in was. You had to grab that rope and slide in order to stop. Woo, that was fun. And I went out whoo, and came back in and slid. And while I was sliding, there was a piece of glass in the dirt and it latched inside my back. That scar reminded me I could take you to that tree right now. And that's been 50 years ago. And I can still take you back to that tree. Why? Because scars, watch this, they're nothing but reminders. That's all it is, Newsom. I'm not on that tree today, but I got a reminder. Come, y'all, 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 y'all missed it. Huh? I'm not swinging out over a canyon, but I have a reminder. Some stuff you've gone through, you will never forget. Let me just say that. So just be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And when that thing come to haunt you, 
Sometimes you got to rebuke the blood. You got to, you, you got to say in the name of Jesus. Lord have mercy. He didn't. <laughs> Lord have mercy. He didn't look that good when I was with him. Whew, whew, look at that boy now. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> no. Somebody shout the devil is a liar. You, you, did I miss some over here? Maybe you're. That's all right. Devil, you a liar. You ain't nothing but a scar. Come on here, somebody. Somebody ought to shout. It's nothing but a scar. And it doesn't always have to be a man and a woman relationship. Sometimes it can be just your family relationships. Sometimes you got to say it ain't nothing but a scar. Just a reminder. And sometimes it'll come to hunt you. But stay in tune with God. Because what you think is coming to hunt you, it really could be a divine visitation. They tried to tell Herod. Somebody told him it was Elijah. See, they was all messed up. See, you can't hang around messed up folk and not be messed up. All right, that's another. No, 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 no. That's another message. You can't help but be messed up. You hang around messed up folk. Don't lose your mind hanging around messed up folk. People ain't going nowhere you hanging around with them. Shame on you. Loose yourself. Shake yourself. God's got something better for you. It ain't about what you want. Some of them said you're Elijah. Somebody else said he's one of the other prophets. They're sitting up here trying to tell Herod who he is. When somebody tell you who somebody is, you better believe them. Stop trying to make something out of what they really not. And John's Herod still said, I don't care what y'all say. I don't care what y'all say. That is John. The one I beheaded. I cut, I know I cut his head off. I, I put it on a platter. And I presented his head on a platter. So I know that's John. The one I beheaded. Didn't even know the difference between Jesus and John. But Jesus had to show him it was because you abused your power. That's why you seeing the way you seeing. Y'all don't miss this text. When you abuse power, you going to see some stuff that you ain't really seeing. And you're not going to be able to identify what the real truth is. All right, I talked long enough. I talked long enough. <clears throat> what hunts you? What haunts you? 
If you've confessed it, you've asked God to forgive you. When other people try to bring it back up, don't, you don't have to discuss it. You don't have to explain your past to nobody. Come on here, somebody. You don't have to do that. All you got to do is tell them it's been covered. It's been settled. It's been settled. Now, make sure it's your past. Because if it ain't your past, you can talk about it's covered and settled and everything else all you want. Make sure it's your past. <laughs> if you're going to keep on doing it, just do it. Don't be trying to cover it with everything. Come on, y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. Just pray God don't take you before it's too late. Uh-oh, y'all don't like that kind of preaching. It's the truth. But when you know you've been forgiven, that means you have forsaken that particular thing. It's over. Somebody ought to shout, it's over. And when you know that it's over, don't let nobody keep bringing it back up to you. I tell folk all the time and I'm finished. I say, I really don't care. And y'all know the pastor, so y'all know me. I say, I don't care about folk talking about me. Diane, I said, I don't care if it's good or bad. I really don't. I mean, I just really don't. Call me what you want to call me because that don't make me that. If you say I'm a monkey, dude, that don't make me no monkey. I might jump around like one, but that don't make me no monkey. I might act like one every now and then, but that don't make me no monkey. Y'all stop it. You got to know who you are. Don't let people identify who you are. Somebody fool around and say that's Newsome who was dead. He ain't even never died. But they'll put him in the grave and say that he didn't come back to life. Don't let nobody identify who you are. You a child of the most high God. I tell people I don't care how you talk about me because guess what? In order for you to talk about me, you have to be thinking about me. In other words, I've had to cross your mind. And let me say this and I'm finished. Other than to pray for me, because I need y'all to pray for me. But other than to pray for me, if I cross your mind for any other reason, but to pray for me, boy, you ought to get a life. If I cross your mind for you to gossip about me in the run of a day, you ought to get a life. <laughs> Come on here, somebody. What hunt you? Every eye closed, every head bowed. I'm even let y'all stay seated. Because it's kind of hot. You might be cool, but it's hot up here. And some of y'all, if you stand up too fast, you start seeing stuff. I don't want you to see nothing but Jesus right now. <laughs> I don't want you to see nothing but Jesus right now. Whatever that's been, that's been haunting you. That thing you've been dreaming about, that thing. And like I said, it don't have to be bad. It doesn't have to be bad. It doesn't have to be all negative. But just think that it could be a divine revelation. It could be God saying, pay attention. Could be. Sometimes God warns us of certain things and we miss 
the warning because we will not pay attention. Sometimes we want it to mean one thing. And all the time God is saying, you've missed it. Come on, somebody. Every job offer might not be for you. All because it's a job offer, that don't mean God has spoken. Let the church say amen. No, no, no. It's not for you. But seek God. Whatever it is that haunts you. Whatever it is that just won't go away. No matter how you twist it and turn it. No matter how you bad you talk to it, about it, it just won't go away. God, what are you trying to show me? What are you trying to build in me? Because of the situation. Are y'all following me here? You following me? That's your assignment. (laughs) Find out from God. What is God trying to tell you? Regardless to what that thing is. Can I say one more thing? To some honest people. I don't want to talk to no self-righteous folk right now. I don't want to talk to self-righteous people. Because, you know, the Bible says all of our righteousness is as filthy rags. So. But I think somebody will admit that there's just sometimes it's hard to let go. It's hard to let go. Not necessarily, that, that thing don't have to be sin. But it could be a weight. Come on here. There's a difference in a weight and a sin. It could be a weight. It could just be a hindrance. Come on, somebody. But veil yourself to God. Be open to what God is saying to you. And realize it could be a divine visitation. God, I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your tender mercies. Thank you for your word. I shared with your people what you placed on my heart to share. And God, you've declared that if the wicked would forsake their ways and the unrighteous would demand his thoughts, and if they would just simply return back to you, That you will have mercy upon us. And you will abundantly pardon us. Have mercy now. Forgive us of all sins. The sin of commission and the sin of omission. Forgive us. Wash us. Cleanse us. Make us whole. We want complete healing. Not only for our bodies, but for our minds and our emotions. Complete healing. Mm. We want complete forgiveness and wholeness. God, we want to be whole. We don't want to be fragmented and broken and over here and over there. We want to be whole. 
We want to be the new creatures that you said that we are. As long as we're in Christ Jesus. Have your way in our lives. Do what you so desire. You're the powder. We're just clay. We're in your hands. And God, even though we're in your hands, we thank you because you're such a merciful God that even sometimes while we are in your hands, we become marred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We become marred. We become marred even in the master's hand. But thank you, God, you don't dump us. Thank you, you reshape us and you make us all over again. And we say thank you. If there's anyone that don't know your darling son, Jesus Christ, as their personal savior, God, draw them before it's too late. They can't come unless you draw them. Draw them before it's too late. In the name of Jesus. There may be somebody you could be watching on Zoom. You could be sitting here. In the closing hours of this service, we want to extend to you the privilege of accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Right where you are sitting. Right where you're sitting. The Bible said, if you would just confess your sins. In other words, that just simply means, that just simply means just admit that you're a sinner. And if you have not accepted Christ into your life, you are a sinner. Because the Bible said we was all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So automatically we're sinners on our way to eternal hell and damnation. But it don't have to be that way today. You can leave here a new creature in Christ Jesus. Just right where you are. It don't matter if you could be in your living room. You could be in the garage. You could be driving down the street. If you're driving, keep your eyes open and ask the Lord to just come into your heart and forgive you of all unrighteousness. God, I pray for their forgiveness of all sin in the name of Jesus. Those that confess, God, that they are sinners and that they believe that you died and they buried you. And on the third day, you rose again. God, you said that they are saved. Thank you for their salvation. In the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would give them a mind to want to know more about you in the name of Jesus. And we thank you and we praise you. God, those that know sickness among us, heal in the name of Jesus. Those that are in bereavement, comfort in the name of Jesus. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody put those hands together. Thank God. Amen.